AR of Power of the Terry and Jesse show. We're here in an undisclosed bunker in Dubuque, <laughs> Iowa. Amen. In fact, we're going to be here uh, this afternoon or this evening yep. at the St. Thomas Aquinas uh, fundraiser for this great radio station here. In fact, we're in studio here with uh, with the, the CEO of uh, Aquinas Radio, uh, Tom. And uh, thank you very much for having us here. Terry, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm reporting for duty here from a very cold part of the country. I am reporting for duty, Jesse, and absolutely, it's a little colder than Phoenix or Los Angeles, but you know what, brother? All for Jesus. All for Jesus. And, yeah. you know, I continue to say this. You know, we say we're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. But I always I wanted to add something. We're too inspired with the gospel of Jesus Christ to be tired. That's right. And uh, we're protected to be dejected. No, we're not dejected because of what's going on in the world, no. because we know we, who wins. And I might say we're, we're too renewed to be subdued. Why? Because the gospel gives us that hope that everybody in this world needs, and that's what we're doing here. We're trying to share the gospel so that people can fall in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. That's right. We're here to help you love God, save souls, and slay exactly. air. And we are blessed by the best, Amen. and we want to tell the rest. <laughs> couple things I want to mention that the month of March, let's not forget that in the Catholic Church, yes. we have different traditions mm. every single month. Yep. The month of March is dedicated to St. Joseph. The entire month falls within the liturgical season of Lent, which is represented by the color purple. And remember, uh, one of the things that I try to do is I to end my prayers, morning and evening prayers, by saying, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons, pray for us. Awesome. That's just, it's just a good way, especially the month of March, to, to kind of re reboot your devotion to St. Joseph. Mm. Also, uh, Terry, a couple of news items before we get onto the, today's topics. Yes. The topics for today I want to talk, we want to talk about is there's a, an actor named Rain Wilson. Yep. He calls out Hollywood for their anti-Christian bias. As bias. he should. Yeah. Uh, that's a good thing because he's there's some objectivity there. Yeah, you think? We're also going to look at eight facts about Russia and its Ukrainian war. Fascinating. Great article by our friend Dr. John Horvat. Yes. Good. Uh, you know, he, he, he's he's good at analyzing yes. things using a, a Catholic biblical worldview. And then at the end, we're going to talk about the solution to all this. We're going to look at the Fatima Peace Plan. Amen, brother. Because that's the solution to the mess that we're in right now. Well said, Jesse. And you know, our good to know file today. I found something that was very interesting, and that is in Utah, are you ready for this? Excuse me. In Utah, they banned uh, basically abortions in that state. So Planned Parenthood decided to go to West Wensover, which is right on the border of Nevada and Utah, and they wanted to set up shop and build a, a, an abortion killing center. And fo fortunately, the West, West, West Wendover city said, no, not on our dime. Get the heck out. So I'm, I think that's a good news story showing how pushback can be done. Yeah. Also, Jesse, this really surprised me. Sweden stopped the sex reassignment program after about a year and a half, along with uh, um, Norway and other sh countries up there. They're starting to figure it out that what they're saying is this is bad for our kids. And those countries have been woke for a long uh, time. That's what surprised me, So brother. it looks like the pendulum is starting to go the other direction, which is a good thing. We need it in our state, in our country. Here's a few things I want to mention before we get into uh, – into the gospel today, yeah. what we call soul food. Amen, brother. Yeah. Uh, first uh, thing I want to share is Greta Thunberg, oh, yeah. and I don't know what makes her an expert other than <laughs> the media is just saying, let's use this, you know, 19, 20-year-old girl yeah. and proclaim her an expert on ecology 
And if and if you disagree with her, oh. uh, you know you're you know you're mean. Yeah. You're, you're, you know you're. Come on, you're, give her a break. Yeah. Right. How can you disagree with a nineteen-year-old girl? Right. Yeah. Girl. Exactly. So Greta Thunberg uh, is accused of quietly deleting a tweet that said humanity would be wiped out if fossil fuels are not cut by 2023. <laughs> so this eco young campaigner has been pilloried for allegedly deleting this tweet. Yeah. Warning that humanity would be wiped out by 2023. Once again, you know, AOC, other people, Al Gore that have said the same thing, they were wrong. Humanity will be wiped out when the Lord Jesus Christ snaps his finger and comes back at his second coming. And if you're not in a state of grace, you will be wiped out. Amen. If you're in a state of grace, uh, you're going to be doing a victory lap. Yep. That's the exit interview yeah. time. Also, uh, on the uh, on the transgender issue, yeah. here's the battle. This is the battle that we're fighting and we'll be fighting this battle until the second oh. coming of Christ. Here's the first one. And this is kind of good news. Pope Francis blasts gender ideology. Good for That's Pope great. Francis. God bless him. So in a recent interview, he stated, quote, gender ideology today is one of the most dangerous ideological colonizations. It is dangerous because it blurs the differences and the value of men and women. And he said the question of gender is diluting the differences and making the world the same, all dull, all alike, and that is contrary to the human vocation. Good statement. I want to make a comment because he did make a good statement. And some of the folks are on that side that want to do the gender reassignment. They got upset with the Pope. I'm thinking, wow, the Holy Father said something that's against what the world has been teaching about this gender ideology. And they're at the steps of, of St. Peter's Square right now protesting the Pope. I want to say that a boy. I, mean, I love having yeah. the Holy Father do something like that. Yes. Also... The German synodal way. Here's the battle. Yeah, here it is. They're affirming transgender agenda. So they're going against what the Pope and is saying. And they don't care what yeah. the Holy See says. So the delegates of the German synodal way on Saturday overwhelmingly passed measures to change church practice yeah. based on transgender ideology yeah. and to push the universal church to ordain women yeah. to the sacramental diaconate. The votes took place on the final day of That's the right. process concluding assembly. Terry, Germany's always been a problem. I'm telling you. It goes back from Luther to Nietzsche to Hitler exactly. to the modernists in the in the 60s, Rahner. Yeah. A lot of them were German. Oh, of course. And, and 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 they just always had this this streak of rebellion. And on Tuesday, after the Terry and Jesse show, the Bishop Strickland hour, you won't want to miss it. On Monday, I recorded a whole hour. Our whole theme was the Germans and how bad they are. Bishop Strickland said they're an apostate church. Or if he said they break, they're not part of us. Bravo. Yeah, no, you got to have it. Bravo. Yeah, I just said it that way. But you want to hear that on Tuesday of next week. Hey, Jess, if there's anything. I got one more. Oh, one more. Yeah, he's a good news. Good. I want good news. Africans reject trans-defined United Nations. They're the hope of the church. Yes, they are. We need, the, we need the next pope to come from Africa. Amen, brother. It's about time. The Nigerian mission to the UN screened the Matt Walsh film, <laughs> What is a Woman?, <laughs> during an annual meeting for women's That's rights great. in defiance of the commission on the status of women, New York, which had had warned showing the film would violate UN values. Oh, so delegates from multiple African countries were in attendance at the screening, including Uganda, Malawi, and Cameroon. Yeah. A delegate from Suriname in South America also attended. So again, uh, Africa is not on board with this, Terry, and, no. and and I can't wait. I hope and pray that the next pope comes from Africa. Amen. All right, Jess, let's get some soul food in our souls, brother. 
Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Amen. Today's gospel, chapter 5, verses 17 to 19, short and pithy. <clears throat> Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I've come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth passes away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The, this is so pithy and succinct. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have people that are trying to change the law. Oh, yeah. Father James Martin, today, German bishops, yeah, Belgian bishops, right. uh, Buenos Aires, uh, yeah. Argentina bishops, uh, modernist theologians. Sure, they're trying to change the catechism. They're rejecting the the inerrancy of the Bible. That's right. This gospel today is speaking to all these modernist naysayers in the church who are trying to tinker with God's word. And John the Apostle mentions in the Book of Revelation, the last chapter, twenty-two. Yeah, anybody that tinkers with any jot or tittle of this book will receive all the condemnations from God's word. Well, well said, and, and this is our age right now. All right, let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Oh, Sheen ahead. Jesse, I think Bishop Sheen nailed it when he said, there is no other subject of which the average mind, this is 2023, the average mind is so much confused, the world, as the subject of tolerance and intolerance. Bishop Sheen sets it straight. He says, tolerance applies only to persons, but never to principles. Well said. Intolerance applies only to principles, but never to persons. Can we get that through to a modern world today? I mean, he just said it. We, right now, people in our culture, they think you can tolerate anything but truth. Bishop Sheen was a bishop of common sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, and he's yeah he was a bishop of moral clarity. Yep, and he was the bishop uh, that proclaimed the truth in season and out of season. Yep. I'm telling you one thing: at his exit interview, the Lord was smiling upon him. Oh yeah, and Jesse, I just want to add another thing. Let's pray for his beatification. Let's not forget it was a couple years ago in December. Was two years has passed when his beatification was set. In my opinion, and this is my take on what happened, the miracles were all set. It was about uh, the political correctness of the church. They were worried that something would happen later that would expose Fulton Sheen to some scandal. And that had already been worked out with Bishop Jenkins. They already did all the research. So it was a bogus excuse. My take on it, Jess, is that many people in the church don't want to have a voice like Bishop Sheen because it makes them... Well, I'll tell you what it does. It embarrasses them because they're not following the perennial teachings of the church. I said it. <laughs> well, as John Paul II uh, oh, told them, he told them. spoken well of our You are a loyal son of the church. What party you don't get on that? Yeah, you're a loyal What have we got up coming next? Up next, we're going to be talking about Hollywood. Hollywood, yeah. yeah. Right in your backyard, Terry. Yep. You're stopping away from it. Yeah, there's an actress. Get out of here. We'll be back. Welcome back, Brother Jess. On duty for the Lord Jesus.
Jesus Christ. And, and where are we at right now, brother? We are in Dubuque, Iowa. Yep. A couple of, in a couple hours, Terry, we're going to be at the Aquinas, <laughs> Aquinas Communications. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be the keynote uh, dinner speakers. It's going to be uh, a fundraiser for this great radio station here. I can't wait. This evening, we're going to uh, give them what I call uh, <laughs> full contact Catholicism with devil destroying <laughs> theology. If any of if any of you live close oh, to yeah. Come on down. Dubuque, Iowa, in fact. The location is the Grand River Center. Grand River Center, Dubuque, Iowa. If any of you ne live near here, we want to meet you tonight. We want to shake your hand. We want to give you a brotherly, you know, a fraternal hug. And uh, we want to just ask you to keep supporting such an important voice out here in this part of the country. Absolutely. Jesse, our topic is about Holly Weird, you mentioned. Why do we call it Holly Weird? Because some weird things go on in Holly Weird. Yeah. There's... Every now and then, an, a an actor yeah. steps out of line, and which is good. And they pay a price for And they it, pay too. a price. Their career's done when they do that. You got it. Like, 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 like the, this actor's going to get Mel Gibson. That's okay? exactly right. They're going to they're gonna Mel Gibson him. Yeah, you're in. Yep. His name is Rain Wilson. He's an actor best known for playing Dwight Schrute in the popular American television series, The Office, which I haven't watched. I don't watch TV. I don't watch it either. So I, I don't know what's on. And, yeah. You know, my kids sometimes will tell me, hey, Dad, have you heard of this? No, I haven't. So, but he's highlighted the anti-Christian bias in Hollywood, and he's pointing to the predictable villain status of Bible-reading TV characters. Here's what he said. Quote, I do not, I do think, I do think there is an anti-Christian bias in Hollywood. You think? As soon as the David character in The Last, in the last of Us mm -hmm. started reading for the Bible, right. I knew he was going to be a horrific villain. Of course. Uh, this is what uh, he tweeted, Rain Wilson tweeted last Saturday. Right. And he says, quote, could there be a Bible reading preacher on a show which is who's actually loving and kind? He continued. Uh, he says that Hollywood has Christophobia and Christophobic sentiment. He says it's alive and well in our industry. Once again, this guy's going to pay a huge price for this. Yeah, that's politically incorrect. Yeah. Now, Ben Shapiro, an Orthodox Jew, concurred with Wilson as well. Of course. Uh, the, the major villain in the post-apocalyptic show, The Last of Us, David, is the pastor of a cannibalistic cult that appears to incorporate Christianity. And David uses Bible verses to support his cannibalism. Right, right. Can you imagine Hollywood? Yeah, this is yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And even to justify his attempted rape of the young protagonist, Ellie. Oh, yeah. So a prominent YouTube film commentator observed that David is in, in this series, a charlatan masquerading as the leader of a cause that he doesn't believe in because it makes him untouchable amongst his people, close quote. So again, the fact remains that anytime they, Hollywood, a secular company from Hollywood depicts Christianity, it's malevolent, uh, the characters are pitiable. Yeah. Uh, and 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 this is just an example of the way they try to villainize anybody who's attached to Christianity, Catholic or Protestant. Of by the course. Way. And yeah. you know, Jesse, Justice Scalia, God rest his soul, he died back in 2016. One of my heroes at the Supreme Court. He said God assumed from the beginning that the wise of this world would view Christians as fools, just like mm. Hollywood. And he has not been disappointed. <laughs> I love that. If I have brought any message today, it is this. This is Justice Scalia. I like it. 
telling all of us, have courage to have your wisdom regarded as stupidity. And I like this one because he quotes St. Paul, Jesse. Be fools for Christ and have the courage to suffer contempt of a sophisticated world like Hollywood. Well said. And uh, let, let me finish off this. Yeah, uh, there's some more in that article. Yeah, there's some more. Then I, I definitely have a lot, a lot to say. Crux has cited several examples in the Hollywood films. For example, the villain in The Legend of Tarzan 2016 always carries a rosary in his hand. Yep. Not for prayer, but he no, uses no. a weapon. <laughs> what about the lethal butcher in Wanted back in 2008? He wears a shirt emblazoned with an image of Lady Guadalupe. Uh, what about an albino monk is a red-eyed assassin in the Da Vinci Code in 2006. Yeah. Then you have a bishop who's complicit in Mengele-like human experiments, Dr. Mengele, uh, human-like experiments, and molests underage girls in, in the movie V for Vendetta in 2006. Then you have a scripture-quoting villain in The Legend of Zorro considers killing Hispanics to be the Lord's work and the examples go on and on in Hollywood. These negative depictions of yes. Christianity, negative depictions of people of faith have become more prolific in recent decades. And this shows you the film's industry, their contempt, their disdain for Christianity. It stretches back to at least the 1970s, according oh, yeah. to this article. Yeah. And uh, again, Hollywood tries to avoid Christian morals from its beginning with a kind of reprieve during the 1950s. Yeah, Jesse, I just have to say thank you uh, for our Hollywood movie star to say that because he must have heard us say, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. That gentleman, when he has his exit interview, I'm sure this will come up, and our Lord is going to say, good job on defending you know, the truth about my teachings. God love him. And you know something? He's What's interesting about him, no, he's not even a Christian. He's, not, he's standing up for he, Yeah. He's a man of goodwill. He's, he Common he sense. calls himself a Baha'i. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, yeah. He's standing, up to the, he's standing up for what is right. And I'll tell you why. Tell you know, me. You know, what's, you know what's working in him? Tell us. Is what St. Paul calls the law that God put in every well, human natural heart. natural law. Romans 2.15. Yeah, yeah. And so... He, that's what's working in him. Right. But uh, here's Terry. I'll tell you what's interesting, the way Hollywood, these guys think they're so smart. And I remember years ago under President Bush, the way Hollywood went after him as the most, remember they would call, they would call him the most stupid president. That oh, ever, that of course. Ever, remember that? Yes. That was constant. They'd call him ignorant and stupid. So, well, let me look at, and I'm not, saying that he's a saint or a hero. I, I voted him because he was better than the opposition, Clinton. Of course. But let me compare President Bush to some Hollywood actors. You'll like this, okay? Mm -hmm. So President Bush received a bachelor's degree from Yale University. Right. Yeah. An MBA from Harvard Business School. Yeah, good schools. From, yeah, yeah. he served as an F-102 pilot for the Texas Air National Guard. Mm -hmm. uh, he began his career in the oil and gas business in Midland in 1975 and worked in the energy industry until 86. He was elected governor, uh, and, and he in a historic re-election, he won a victory. He became the first Texas governor to be elected to consecutive four-year terms. Uh, he became the president of the United States. He won the Hispanic vote and the African vote by more than uh, by the largest margin of any Republican at that time. Wow! Uh, and so, 
when you look at his bio, he has a pretty impressive bio. Well, let's look at those that criticize him. Okay. Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah. High school diploma. That's all she come. And I'm not. Be, I'm just saying. Just a fact. The, yeah, these are just facts. So I'm not. She she completed high school. Ne- never went to college. Share, mm-hmm. dropped out of high school due to dyslexia. Martin Sheen. I mean, these are these are one of the ones that called the people on the right names. Okay? Yes. Martin Sheen flunked his exam to enter to enter the University of Dayton. Uh, uh, so just graduated from high school. Yeah. Didn't know, Jessica Lang, dropped out of college but went on to study. A mime meme in, in Paris. Mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin dropped out of George Washington University after three years, went to NYU and graduated in 1994. Julia Roberts completed high school. That's it. Sean Penn, one term at Santa Monica College. That's it. Ed Asner dropped out of the University of Chicago. Susan Sarandon uh, graduated from Catholic University of American Washington, D.C. With, with a degree in drama and English. George Clooney Dropped out of North Kentucky University. Michael Moore dropped out of the University of Michigan. Sarah Jessica Parker graduated high school, attended Cincinnati Ballet School, an American Ballet School and School for Creative and Performing Arts. Jennifer Aniston, high school diploma, that's it. Mike Farrell, high school diploma, that's it. Janine Garofalo graduated from Providence College with a degree in American Studies and History. Larry Hagman attended Bard, Bard College for one year. Cameron Diaz completed high school. That's it. So when you compare these people that call right. conservatives names, yes. I mean, I, there's a longer list. Sure. But these are the ones that would go after George Bush. When you compare Bush's bio with theirs, Terry, it's yeah. apples and oranges. Absolutely. And getting back, Jesse, to what you said about Hollywood, I call it Holly Weird. Uh, there are good things that come out. Our good friend, uh, Leo Severino, he, Severino. Severino, he shared with us couple weeks ago the mother cabrini movie that's going to be coming mm. out we're going to see the actual film of it entirely next month and it'll be coming into theaters see this is the kind of stuff that i believe needs to be put out on the lives of the saints because i think that movie will touch people because there are a certain amount of people who don't read and they go to the theater and they want to be entertained and right now we need more of a catholic presence there and so the lives of the saints i think they're doing a great job to, to promote that, and we will promote it to our listeners also. Terry, there was a Catholic presence in Hollywood for many years. It was called the Legion of Season. Yeah, Legion tell of Tell us decency. about that. How long of years ago that was? That was started back in the 50s. In the 40s. 40s or 30s. Yeah, I remember. I was reading on that. Yes. Yeah, I just, okay, I just brought it up. It was started in the 30s. That's right. Okay. So the Legion of Decency was started by the bishops. They brought in the Protestants. They brought in the Jews. Yep. And they basically policed Hollywood, yeah, the directors n- and, and the producers. No nudity. We didn't have that. None of that stuff was allowed right. because they banded together. Yes. But uh, unfortunately, a U.S. Supreme Court decision back in the late 60s That's right. that legalized, the U.S. Supreme Court legalized uh, basically pornography on yeah, the big screen. Yeah, for what it is. And they said that Hollywood can now police themselves. Yeah. That essentially disbanded the Legion of Decency. He says we don't, we no longer need your services. Thank you very much. We'll police ourselves. Well, you see how that's worked when Hollywood's allowed to police themselves. Yeah, you, knew, work, you know who work, was yeah. happy about that? Playboy, Penthouse, all the pornography, yeah. uh, pu- you know, publications. They grew once they did that. But you know what's the moral of the story is? We got to stick to our guns. Yeah. If you want to see a good expose on Hollywood, I re- recommend that you watch a video. It's on the internet. It's called Out. 
manipulate and control the masses by the propaganda that they spread. And uh, again, it shows the sinister side behind Hollywood. It's made by uh, two or three Hollywood stuntmen that have left the industry. Yeah, and also, Jesse, Hollywood has a big problem of abusing young children. That we did maybe a year ago, if you recall, uh, showing how they've uh, sexualized these young kids and they basically uh, abuse them sexually. This is really common in Hollywood. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why it's a mess is because the Satanism is, is oh, alive that's and well who runs in Hollywood. It. Yeah. That's who runs it. That's the CEO yeah. there. I mean, remember the Grammy winner, Sam Smith, just a few weeks ago. Yeah, remember that. He identifies as a non-binary. He's a, he, uh, him and his uh, partner, Kim Petras, who also identifies as non-binary, they did a satanic uh, performance as they the Grammy Award, and you had everybody standing up giving them a standing ovation. It's just, it's it's out in the open, Terry. They're not hiding wow. anything. When we come back, we'll talk about Ukraine and Russia. Stay with us. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. We're at Aquinas Communications out at the Grand River Center. We're going to be there tonight giving some talks and trying to raise some money for the Aquinas Radio. So if you're in the area, come join us. And um, I will say this, that we are uh, too blessed to be stressed to be uh, angry about anything because we know that the world is going to be against us and that Christ is for us. Who cares, right? If Christ is for us. Amen. Don't forget, all are welcome into the Catholic Church but on Christ's terms, not their own. And I think Cardinal George mentioned that, and I always quote that. Before Jesse... Let me mention something that our engineer, Richard, back over there in the West Coast, he says, uh, Hollywood accuses clergy, some justifiably, of what Hollywood itself practices. That's what I just said earlier. I said, they're rampant with abusing children. Yes. So there you go. Eight facts about Russia, and it's the Ukraine war. I want to mention something we talk a lot about George Soros, and it's not really, I mean, he's an old guy, he's almost 90 years old. I'm praying that he'll have a conversion because everything that man touches it opposes Christianity. So when I found out that George Soros wants Russia to lose this war and to take Russia out of the, out of the world picture, that makes me think I'm going to be suspect about that. So that's what we got here. Eight facts about Russia and the Ukraine war. Number one. Dr. John Horvath, by Dr. the way. Dr. John Horvath, yeah. great man. He speaks quick, uh, very uh, succinctly. Number one, the Putin game plan follows Alexandra Dugin, a fourth political theory. What's that? Well, against globalism, right? Inside this theory, the different people create civilizations, forming large civilizations, spaces, and blocks. The ideology believes that the smaller nations states enjoy a semblance of sovereignty under the umbrella of politically organized, militarily capable of civilizational centers that represent the poles of a multipolar world. Right? Translation, what's that? Ukraine has no right to be free, independent, or even sovereign. Well, uh, Putin sees Ukraine as part of Mother Russia. Exactly. It's it's. There's a term called manifest destiny. Islam's big on this as well. Yeah. Once something was yours, yeah. they believe. I don't care. If we lost it. You know. We through, want it back. We, we want it back. It's ours, because it was part of Mother Russia for a thousand years. So this is where he's coming from. Right. Uh, 
and, and also he's a nationalist, Terry. He's, he believes that uh, oh, yeah. he wants to make uh, Russia great again. Yeah, he's just like what we say. We, we make are, America make it, great. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing. Yeah. He, doesn't, he doesn't want to make yeah. Russia woke. Number two, the war in Ukraine seeks to force the unwilling Ukrainian nation under yeah. this umbrella. Yeah. The conflict has triggered irrevocable political and economic ruptures with the globalized world that facilitate the formation of a multipolar world. Again, comment. The, yeah, the, the, the comment here is that uh, the Ukraine is very friendly with the with the globalist ideology. Yeah. Russia is not. Putin is not. Putin's a nationalist. And so there's there's the conflict right there. Now, we've inserted ourselves into the war as well, the United States. Right. Because we, we are now part of the globalist agenda as well. And by the way, you told me something about Soros in the war, Terry. I didn't know. I, I haven't did. read that. Yeah, I read that. Uh, I got it. I read too much, Jesse. All right. And one more point about what you just said, the war seeking to force unwilling Ukraine nation under the umbrella. I wanted to say that... Uh, the the United States used to have Russia's oil traded in U.S. dollars. That's no longer happening. So that's weakening us also. So that, that took a sacrifice. Yeah. Number, Point up, number three. Three. Until 2022, Russia was wholeheartedly a part of the globalist society right. it now claims to hate. That's right. Its economy was fully integrated into the global network. Right. Its products, especially oil, natural gas, and grain, were sold in world commodity markets delineated in dollars. Before the abrupt change of events, its cities welcomed the multinational retailers found all over its vast territory. Like McDonald's. They're gone. The wave after wave of sanctions testified, testified to the huge extent of this integration and the difficulty of disentanglement. So Russia was part of the globalist agenda, yeah. ideology. Right. He wants to disassociate, disentangle himself, and and you have the globalist parliament just saying, you ain't going anywhere. But that's George Soros. Now I understand. He's the disruptor of nation, national exactly. economies. That's exactly what he does. Well said. Number, Number four, four. four point. Russia, unfortunately, shares in the moral decadence of the modern world. You know, Jesse, didn't say it, but remember who legalized abortion? It was Russia. First, yeah. in the 20s. It was the USSR. Yep, the USSR. Yeah. The state of its decay is comparable to the Western countries. That's a fact. Yeah. The nation suffers from the world's highest abortion rate, low birth rates, low church attendance, and I might add a decline in marriage. Same like America. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like home, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Contrary to the media reports of the theocracy, President Putin has no objection to an LGBTQ presence in Russia. Right? Except for the children. I didn't make that. I didn't know that yeah. distinction, Jess, mm -hmm. because in his February 21st speech, he made a special point to say adult people can do what they please. We in Russia have always seen it that way and always will. No one is going to intrude into other people's private lives and we are not going to do it either. He's got more of a libertarian view. Libertarian view? Yeah. That's what on, that is. On, on basically, I'm not yeah. going to tell you what to do in your bedroom. Uh, you do what you want. Yeah, but just don't mess with the kids, which, again, I'm not going to hold him to Catholic standards because he's not a Catholic. No. So people say, here, look at he's, he's. See, I'm not a purist. I understand that we live in a fallen world with sinful men that aren't formed like you and I. You think? We're we're Baltimore catechism exactly. formed, you know? <laughs> we're, 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 we're formed by 2,000 years of Catholic thought. That's right. So. I'd say he's tracking in the right direction. He's saying, don't right. mess with the kids they on this move. stuff. He, you adults want to be 
perverted, knock yourselves out. The state's not going to get involved. You leave these kids alone. He's tracking in the right yeah. direction. He's moving the football yeah. towards the first yeah. down. He's not perfect. Guy, no. Absolutely. No, point number it. five. Yep. Both Russia and the West are the fruit of modernity. Yep. The, uh, the two systems share philosophical roots dating back to the French Revolution. That's interesting. The West adopted the soft liberal model now in the process of decay. Russia now follows the hardline Nietzschean nationalist model, heavily influenced by German thinkers like Martin Heidegger. Both sides are also influenced by the harmful effects of existentialist and postmodern thinkers. Again, all of us are still roughly, we're still suffering, suffering from the effects of the French Revolution. The Enlightenment, it's affected everybody. Yeah. Nobody's impervious to, to, to its, uh, to its uh, uh, tentacles like an octopus. And if I could just say this, that it's basically leaving God out of the equation that's of life. That's it. That's, that's what we're dealing with here. Now, I would say, I think that, to be fair, yeah. I would think Putin, there's more God talk or God movement yeah. in his country than that's there true. is in the U.S. I would agree with that. We're secular humanists. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I like what Tim Gordon calls the U.S. He says... The U.S. was, uh, it was founded by Catholic thought, mm -hmm. he says, but it's called Protestant, but we operate now as secular humanists. So the, 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 the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, yep. these thoughts there were ripped off, Terry, from St. Thomas Aquinas. Yep. They were taken from the great thinkers like Father uh, Suarez, yeah. Francisco Suarez, uh, uh, Charles Borromeo, the great thinkers yeah. that built the Holy Roman Empire. So the U.S. The, the was the roots of it are Catholic in thought. Yeah, but it's a Protestant country the way it was run, and now it's a secular country. Exactly. Yeah. Point number six says it all, Jess. Both systems put great faith in the power of the state, not God. Yeah. The power of the state. Right. Western political establishments have long promoted massive programs, regulations, you know, the, the networks. Yeah, we've done that. Putin's speech primarily outlined a mountain of government programs and initiatives costing trillions of rubles to address the needs of citizens in a state-driven society. Number seven, true to their, mo their modern origins, both systems are secular in their expression, us and Russia. Yeah. Liberalism, by its nature, has always falsely claimed to be neutral in matters of religion. However, Putin's nearly 40-page major speech surprisingly huh, does not mention the Christian God <laughs> and addresses no religious themes that might be expected in these times of trial. And point number eight, which is going to be the next Just segment. back up for number yeah. eight for the segment. Yeah. A good friend of ours out in Europe, in, in uh, Hungary, he made a good, uh, a good comment. He says, Tim Gordon says, he calls the U.S. the founding crypto-Catholic. Yeah. I like that comment. Yeah, he, yeah, he says the document. Tim Gordon, who is a smart constitutional hey, lawyer, uh, he he says that the country, yeah. when you look at the documents, and he wrote a book called uh, uh, "Without Without Rome, America Will Perish." Yeah, and right. he's not talking about the Vatican, the Roman right. Curia. He's talking about Roman Catholic thought. Yeah, that's the argument in his book, and he says that the foundational documents that have made America great the Constitution, Declaration of Independence, the amendments, he says, Tim, in his book, he tracks all the thoughts. They come from Catholic thinkers in the Middle Ages. And the Founding Fathers, what they did, they plagiarized yep. Catholic thinkers to make America great, yeah. but they didn't footnote them. You know what happens if you write a paper and, and a, you, you turn it in, you plagiarize everything, don't put footnotes, the professor will kick it back and say, give me some footnotes, those aren't your thoughts. 
The founding fathers, most of them Protestants, there's only one Catholic there, uh, took the Catholic minds, the giants of Catholicism, to undergird the documents of this country to make it great, the Constitution, the Declaration, but they didn't give the Catholic thinkers credit. Right. Well, the greatest it's, it's thing— It's called crypto-Catholicism. What's unique about our Constitution is one thing. The rights come from the state. No! The rights come from God. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a Catholic idea yeah, based course. on natural law that the founding fathers exactly. they didn't get that because remember the founding fathers they drew from two sources yeah Protestantism which is sola scriptura right and Enlightenment which is reason alone you got it and so Tim in his book he shows the founding fathers keep arguing using natural law arguments that's not Protestant and that's not Enlightenment <laughs> that's that's medieval Catholicism that's Saint Paul. And so Tim says, this why, that's why the country, he calls it a crypto-Catholic country. Uh, Tim, God bless you for that. Yeah. Jesse, when we come back, we're going to talk about Our Lady of Fatima's peace plan. And really, this is what is lacking right now. Our Lady has given us a peace plan to bring peace back into the world, not just America. It's going to happen. We come back, we'll point out some of those things because it's critical that we bring this back in a sense, bringing God back into our culture and into our life. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. We'll be back in a moment. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, Here's we're back, Jesse, Jesse Romero. What did you want to bring up, brother? Hey, we're, we're here in the in the Aquinas Bellowing Ox yeah. Studios. In a cave. In, in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Down below. In, in Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah. We're going to be tonight at the Grand River Center, Dubuque's Grand River Center. There's going to be a fundraiser here. Anybody within an earshot, come on down and hang out with us this evening. It starts, uh, the events start at five, 4 o'clock. Yeah. And if you tell me you're here... Because of our announcement, I'm going to give you a copy of my book, How to Share Your Faith Look with Anyone. Look at that. You can't beat up. that. I'll give it to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Let me just mention, Terry, what before we go on to the Fatima yeah, Peace Plan, which is, is important. This, but Tulsi Gabbard, uh, she, all, she mentioned yep. why we're funding the war against Russia. Here's what she said. And she's still serving in the military right now, by the way. Tulsi Gabbard said, quote, what is the military industrial complex? They are the, these massive defense corporations who make all these different weapon systems <coughs> from the smallest to the most powerful nuclear weapons and missiles. Yep. When we are at war, oh, yeah. they make a lot of money. Big time. Follow the money. Well, we're not at war. When politicians begin threatening that we're going to war, the industrial, the military industrial complex and politicians make a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And these decisions are not made within the context of what our military actually needs. Right. Our politicians don't ask. No. What do we need to ensure that our military is ready to defend our country and our national security interests? It's very often what the members of Congress are advocating for, even more than what our military is asking for sometimes. Well said. Yeah, close quote. And I'll tell you why we're, we're these, these are, this is not a good situation that Biden's put us in, Terry. Right. Why do I say that? Russia has the biggest nuclear bomb in the world. Yep. It's called the Tsar Bomba. Mm -hmm. The Soviet Union built nuclear bombs after we dropped two atom bombs on Japan during World War II. Uh, the USA has 5,248 warheads. The Russia has 5,000 
977 nuclear warheads. This is not a good thing that Biden's got us unraveled in terror. No, and you know what, Jesse? I'm just going to say it right now before we get to the peace plan. If President Trump was our president, I guarantee you we wouldn't have this war going on. Absolutely. And he said if he becomes president again in two years, he yep. says the war will be over, he says, in less than a week. Yep, there you go. Yeah. All right, let's get to our peace plan, brother. Yeah, solution, solution. Um, so what is the fan of a peace plan? Remember, the crisis in the world it doesn't end until enough Catholics fulfill Our Lady of Fatima's Amen. five commands. Yep. So let me give them to you, then we'll talk about them. Got it. Every Catholic, you have to soldier up, and you have to start implementing this into your interior life, into your spiritual life, into your walk with the Lord. Number one, pray the rosary daily. Amen. Don't make any excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Number two, consecrate yourself to Mary. Find There's a lot of Marian consecrations out there. I preferred the Louis de Montfort one. I've done that several times. Good. But there's other ones out there as well. Yep. But just find one and do it. And then I consecrate to myself in, every day to Mary in a short morning prayer. Yep. It's called consecration to Our Lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's a short prayer. Surprise. Yeah. Number three, wear the brown scapular. But before you wear it, have a priest. A priest, the first time you put it on, the priest has to invest you in the bronze scapular. And he does it with a, with a quick prayer. After that, if it breaks, if you lose it, you can put the bronze scapular on yourself for the rest of your life. All you have to do is be invested once by a Catholic priest. Number four, Fatima Peace Plan. I'm, I'm, uh, the last year, I've been pretty good at this one. Offer up your sufferings. Oh, yeah. Well, your, your <laughs> life, in the, since you've been sick. You've had tremendous suffering. And Jesse, I got to think, and this is just my take. I'll just give it for, you're doing more for Holy Mother, the church. Than I ever have. Yeah. The last year. The last, last year. year has been oh, yeah. most efficacious yeah. time of your life. <laughs> I had one medical problem after another. Yeah. Thanks be to God, I'm, I'm almost I'm almost back to normal. But uh, yeah. yeah, it was a tough year. And uh, it just every day, it would just make me just do the, uh, the morning offering like, Three or four times a day. Yeah, yeah, offer it up. Yeah, oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers. Works. I did that like three or four times a day. And I still do like twice a day now. Awesome. And I always think of what Bishop Sheen said about pain. It's God's megaphone. Yeah, yeah. it's the only— it's the It gets only, our attention. It gets our attention, yeah. And the last thing, number five the, of the five commands of Our Lady is— Make the first Saturday devotions, which we have in our chapel. You, yeah, it's 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 built Easy. in. It's Absolutely. built into your chapel. Absolutely. So anybody near the West Covina area, you say, I want to do this. They don't do it at my parish. It's done over there Every, at the Sacred Heart that's Chapel. Right, that's right. Glad to have you aboard. Yeah, Jesse, can I just mention something yeah. about Fatima that Pope Paul VI said, and I think it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. He said because he went to visit Fatima, and he said Fatima is a reaffirmation of the gospel. What do we mean by that? Repent. And believe in the gospel. Yeah. That's simple. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Now, you can remember. I'm going to give you an, an acronym yeah. so that you can remember. That's good. The, the, the Fatima Peace Plan. So you can remember it by the phrase, uh, by the Roman Catholic phrase, uh, SOS. R-C-S-O-S. Roman Catholic R-C-S-O-S. Here yeah. it is. Okay. R-C. Rosary daily. There you go. C. Consecrate yourself to Mary. S. Scapular. <laughs> o. Offer your sufferings. Yeah. S. 
Saturday, the first I love Saturday it. devotion. Jesse. R-C-S-O-S. R-C-S-O-S. Let me repeat it one more time. Yeah. Repeat it one more time. Yeah. R-C-S-O-S. Number one, rosary daily. Mm-hmm. C, consecrate yourself to Mary. S, scapular. O, offer your sufferings. S, first Saturday devotions. You R-C-S-O-S. It. You nailed it. And again... One of the messages I leave every show with is that Our Lady said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. And I think of so many times in my own life, I say, wait a minute, I can offer this up for a soul in Africa, Europe, wherever they are. And that mystical body of Christ, that's how it works, dude. So when someone tells you, hey, I got a bad foot or I got this, I got a headache. Man, are you, it's like every action becomes like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. That's why I said, Jess, that God has blessed you in this last year of suffering. It's made you a holier man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Suffering makes you holier. It just, it just, mm-hmm. it just draws you closer to the cross. Yeah. And uh, I felt like the last year yeah. uh, when I had a series of medical issues. Yeah. And thanks be to God, I'm, 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 almost, I'm, I'm almost back to normal. Good. But God took me through a... Uh, not a 40-day Lent, like a 365. No. You know what I felt like in my suffering? I would just, in my mind, I would just imagine myself holding the cross of Christ on yeah. Calvary at his feet. Oh, awesome. Analogy. And just squeezing the awesome. cross and letting that blood just wash me clean and yeah. offering my pain. That's the That would get me through uh, the medical issues that I had the last year. Jesse, I have to say my father and your father suffered greatly at the end of their lives. And they taught us how redemptive suffering is the key. I'll never forget my dad who had dementia. He, you know, it was just the last 10 years of his life. He suffered greatly, but he understood that redemptive suffering. And I'll, I'll never forget how he would be in the hospital. And I would tell him about somebody who was in need of prayer. And he was like a child. He said, I'll pray in our Father for them. Wow. I mean, again, it's simple, yeah. but here he is, racked up on his back. He can't do much, but he offered that prayer. And I think that, you know, this is what's powerful about prayer is that uh, when we offer everything to God, then then everything becomes valuable. Can you imagine, Jesse, you go do something on your own? It's a waste of time, brother. Yeah. Let's live in the present moment. Let's live in the presence of God and give it all to him. And then everything we do, there's there's uh, grace being given to us. This and they're living in the state of grace, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, as uh, if you think about this, if we're not, Our Lady gave us the Fatima Peace Plan. Yep. As a solution. Right. So if you're not part of the solution as part a Catholic, of the problem, dude. Yeah, there you go. You part. That's the that's the point. That's that how I'm it making. works, man. Yeah. And as the Blessed Virgin Mary, you know, told the children at Fatima. Yeah. Until a sufficient amount of people have consecrated their hearts to Jesus and Mary, we're not going to have peace in the world. No, she said that. Yeah. So this is not something you're going to get from Washington, D.C. or the White House or the United Nations. This is straight from heaven. I'm going to say it again. Until we have a sufficient amount of people consecrating their hearts to our Lord and Our Lady through the Fatima Peace Plan, we're not going to have peace in the world. And, and, And again... Why do we have war? Yeah, we can go into the industrial war complex and other, sure. you know, the, the 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 love of money, the root of all evil. But ultimately, it's because Our Lady says 
there is war in this world because it's a consequence of sin. And Jesse, she also said sins of the flesh are why people are going to hell. This was back in 1917 before we had um, the, the TV and internet. Can you imagine sins of the flesh? Are you kidding me? There's so much more of that she now. She said that before the bikini was invented. Yes. It was invented like 30 years after yes, she said that. Yes, yeah. and she also said this, that all of us need oh, to Oh, there make... was no Playboy penthouse and hustler back then either, by the That's way. a fact, man. Yeah. She also talked about making reparation for sacrilegious against the Blessed Sacrament. That was 100 years ago. And that's widespread right now, Terry. Much more, much more. You got, Let's yeah, you got, uh, I mean. Clown uh, masses. Uh, you know, the Temple of Satan, yeah. Antifa, Black Lives yeah. Matter. Yeah. The, uh, they're always, the, the Antifa, Black Lives Matter attack Catholic churches, destroy yeah. statues of Our Lady. Islamic terrorists do the same thing. And uh, the Temple of Satan, they yeah. blaspheme the Blessed Mother every, any chance they get. And so we're, we're seeing, Terry, what she warned us about in living color. Jesse, I was going to say something, but I like what you're saying. Keep it up. Because, yeah. Jesse, yeah. This, is, uh, this is so important that we live our faith in a world that acts like God doesn't exist. Yeah. We have to be the presence of Christ mm -hmm. today. That's right. And so we, we can promise you that here on the Terry and Jesse Show, oh, yeah. we're going to continue putting the spotlight of truth upon this culture of death. We're going to keep firing missiles of truth against this wall of lies. And uh, you know how we see ourselves, Virgin Most Powerful, the Terry and Jesse Show? Yeah. We're like a lighthouse amidst a gathering storm. And what's the best disinfectant? Sunlight. Truth. Amen. And what do we want to do here? We want to pray America great again. And we're called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. And don't forget, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth. If we were worried about that, we wouldn't be on the air we today. Would, yeah, we wouldn't be doing no. this. No. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if we don't speak the truth. And I think that all of our listeners play a role in that because who's your center of influence? Your family? All right, Jess, I hear that. Terry, there's one vax that we're going to continue pushing on this radio show. It's called the blood of Jesus. Amen. And the only virus we're going to be talking about this on the radio show is the virus of sin. Yeah, we're going to be sin-phobic, that's what we say. We're not afraid of anything but sin. Why? Because life is short and eternity is forever. Remember, Just, live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Pray your rosary. Read your Bible yep. every day. You know, this is meant. Bump up your prayer life. Bump up your fasting. Add a out into your And remember, as Catholics, live in a state of grace. Go to monthly confession at least. Yeah. I, and I always like it when you say, Jesse, uh, that be holy or die, or die trying. That's right. That's important. And remember, Our Lady yeah. said it. Souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Step up to the plate and make that sacrifice that can affect the soul for all eternity. And eternity is forever. Thanks again for all your help and your listenership. May God richly bless you and your family.